friends, this is Megan, the heart. And this is Dylan, the smart. And you're listening to the Heart and the Smart podcast, where we discuss all things random or otherwise on the minds of two awkward millennials. Hey, Megan, how are you today? I'm okay. Good, good. Okay, so guys, what we really want to do is kind of get into like how we met as like the heart and the smart, you know, as this power couple uh, met. So our best friend, Brian, decided to double book us for a Chinese date. Uh, shout out to Lynn's Garden in Macomb, Illinois. We miss Bye-bye. you. I know. Um, so he double booked us for Chinese. And so I remember him asking me, hey, he's like, um, uh, we... I have two friends or whatever that like, I already made plans with. Do you mind if you go or like, does it matter? I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. Whatever. And like, I knew Megan, like from like, just in general, because all three of us, including Grace too, at the time, um, we were all Greek at, in the Greek system at Western. So Which is awkward, we I had no idea who you were. I was like, right. Of course. That, that's fine no for idea. you. But I know who you were. <laughs> um, awesome. I mean, we went to a smaller school, so, you know, we know everybody. Um, but obviously obviously so yeah um so we went to Chinese and that just kind of started the beginning of us like giving an opportunity to hang out and I think that was also like some of the semesters where we had um Greek life like events that were like planned together and stuff like that social so we would you know at least be able to hang out so yeah so obviously Kai Omega SAE and Data Side whoop whoop um but yeah, so then we kind of were like talking about it the other day and we're like, why don't we just talk to like, when did we decide to be friends? So, <laughs> so Dylan was over one night and we probably had made food and we're watching a movie or something because that was our usual go to um, unless Grace and I were being dined and dashed, which happened like at least three times of the week out of the week. But um, that's a story for a different time. Okay. So Megan and I, like, you know, we were deciding when we were like truly, truly friends, like, you know, that moment. And like, mine is the summer of 2014. Um, Like, I don't really have like a distinct memory. It's just like, I literally was with them all the time because I was working full time at the library on campus um, as a student employee, you know, just doing my thing. Um, But like, realistically, like, if I don't like you, I'm not going to spend time with you if I don't care about you. Like, I'm just like that person. So I, I don't really care. Like, like, so if I'm like dedicating my free time to somebody, then obviously I care about you. So Meg, what about you? So my, actually that same school year, but like later on, um, it was like that spring. Um, I was like going through a lot of like, just personal issues and like like crazy like nonsense with school and like it was getting down to the point where I was like getting close to doing um block teaching and student teaching and like it was just a lot of stuff coming together at once and it was like I was getting like super stressed and um I like had some issues with depression and anxiety and um I didn't handle it in the most like healthy way possible um so I would like just go like on walks in the middle of the night late in um on campus and whatever and just kind of like try to clear my head and luckily like Western was always like a safe 
campus and I was never like worried or anything like that but obviously not the best way to you know handle your stress and anxiety we were just like sitting around and talking and um I had mentioned that like I had been stressed and I was um like walking down like on the football field and I like to like go and sit on the 50 yard line and just like look up at the sky and think about life and um all of a sudden Dylan like turns to face me and is like you were doing what and I was like yeah and he goes well why didn't you call me and I was like I didn't know we were on the level to call you at one o'clock in the morning on the football field and he like gives me this like well duh look and I was like okay and so at that point that was like when I knew like I needed that external like validation kind of to say okay, so this person cares as much about this friendship as I do. And I knew that it was like, okay, to place that in my head, you know, burden on a person like, when I'm stressed or whatever, and you need somebody to go to, he was okay, and felt comfortable being that person. Um, And that was kind of when I knew like, okay, this person's gonna stick around. And, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna stay friends. We had decided or wanted to go in a different direction for this week. Um, but yesterday was just a really rough day for me. Um, this whole, like, process has been a really rough time for me um, for many reasons. And so I kind of decided that it might be kind of a cathartic process to just talk about our mental health and quarantine and the effect that it's had on both of us because you know we're both you know relating in a a school type setting you know Dylan and academic and me academic as well with my master's but luckily be that being a um, an online program that didn't really take much of an effect but then obviously me being affected with my school and um teaching in a you know k-12 population so um we kind of just wanted to do like a mental health check-in so kind of it's been sort of off and on i have more good days than bad days and some days are really bad days but overall when i keep my schedule and routine um it makes a huge difference so i've really been trying to you know i i don't get up at 6 15 or whatever like i do for school but stick to getting up roughly the same time every day um, and making sure that, you know, I am wearing like real clothes. I get out of my pajamas and, you know, I'm washing my face and like keeping all of those like daily routines that would be really easy to be like, "Eh, whatever, like I'm not going into public. So what does it matter? I have to fight the feeling of like crippling loneliness and isolation most often, those are usually, um, like, the the big feelings that I'm having. And these days can be tough because I feel like I need to be on the phone with someone at all times, um, which obviously isn't feasible. So usually I just kind of jump from person to person to person, and whoever answers the phone just gets lucky and gets to talk to me for a while. Keeping those really solid so that it, like, I, I follow that and helps like normalize my day. And then I have random times where I get into like unexplained moods where I'm just annoyed at like literally nothing. 
I am able to identify that it's irrational and like work through it, but they come out of nowhere prompted by stupid shit that doesn't matter. Um, and that really gets old, you know, like I, I talked to Dylan yesterday and I, you know, real talked it. I was like, you like triggered anxiety at least twice today. And luckily, you know, we're good enough friends. We're like, obviously that doesn't like hurt our feelings. If you tell each other that like, we pissed each other off like that's just normal but you know like and it was stupid like nonsense things that like on a normal day never would have like even had a thought to like send me like into like a pissed off mood or whatever yesterday being as bad as it was um which I'll get more into why and then like in a little bit but um, you know, just days like that every once in a while are just really getting old. Dylan? My mental health. Um, so mine's like relatively well in the grand scheme of things. Um, I'm very lucky because my advisor for my department um, that I'm doing my research under um, is required to do like daily check-ins. Now, granted, like she does them because she wants to, not because she like has to. So like that uh, like helps make it better. So it also gives me like that opportunity to kind of see how everyone else in the like research group is doing. So like, it also gives me an opportunity if something comes up, I can talk about my academic or personal issues. Um, so you can at least like gauge the situation. That's kind of really nice. Um, but really just kind of taking it one day at a time and just trying to find a balance between my routines. Like, it's not bad. Nice. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about, like, how COVID-19 has broadly affected um, us at, like, overall. And then, you know, I'll go into some more detail. But, yeah, I guess now, like, I'll go into, like, some more detail. So, my student teaching. Yes, student teaching. That's right. Well, yeah, but. But this year, if we were told tomorrow that we're going back and had to make up some of the time. And so when all this happened, so I haven't had a hug since March. And like, for me, that's really a struggle. I am very like, um, touchy feely. Like I just, I like being in like close proximity to people and like that helps ground me obviously school was canceled and we transitioned to e-learning so um I didn't get to say goodbye to my kids and and I had one kid and he didn't get there until 9 30 and so it was just obviously just like a, a really weird day and we kind of knew you know what was coming and so we spent the day like bleaching and cleaning just because we kind of knew what was happening um, without being able to predict, obviously, then that we'd still be here now. But we ended school on the Monday after St. Patrick's Day. And the Monday after St. Patrick's Day wasn't a required day. Um, they could go if they wanted to, you know. So I didn't really get that end of the year fun that we really get in the month of May. We do more field trips because it gets nice out. And, you know, we are able to kind of celebrate the hard work that we did all year. And that kind of didn't really happen. So we worked and we worked and we worked and we grew and we made progress. And I didn't really get to celebrate it um, how I wanted to. You know, obviously we're still doing 
academics all of May. But we do things like ABC countdowns and um, we have like going away parties for our eighth graders. You know, I had that planned and, and that has really been the hardest thing for me. I didn't get a sense of closure and like, yeah, I'm still teaching, um, but it's not the same. I know I could be doing more. Um, I would be more effective if we were together, you know, as a teacher, I worry about their safety, if they're eating good meals, if they have someone to talk to, you know, at least I know when they're with me, they get unconditional caring and attention, you know, that they deserve during their day. And that's not to say that all of my kids don't get that at home, but I know that, you know, all of my families that I work with have very difficult situations that, you know, they're, they're trying to still work or they're balancing crazy schedules or they have a full house of kids. They're trying to balance everybody's learning. And, you know, it's just, it's hard and it's hard to, to deal with the fact that I know, um, I know there's going to be skill loss. I know that they're not able to maintain from a distance that they would be with me. And that's not to say that I'm like some stellar, fabulous teacher. It's just fact, you know, if they're not in their routine and they're not in the classroom doing the same things every day and getting that exact feedback and everything that they need, they're not going to be able to make the gains that they're, that are, they're capable of, but making growth with my kids is so you know, making growth with them is a slow process. We work so hard in my room and I have very, very high expectations, but they grow and they meet them. I meet them where they are, but I expect their best. And it makes me sad to know that the work that they put in during the beginning of the year and all year through March um, will not be there when we go back in the fall. Um, So we're getting to the end of the year now and I had to go in and you know clean my room we were given a four-hour time frame um and I wasn't allowed to go with anybody else and so cleaning and organizing is a very difficult task for me which I could go into details a whole other episode about the ins and outs of why that is so difficult for me but it it takes a lot for me to try and organize a space and come up with a plan. And so on top of that being difficult, it's it was filled with all of the emotions surrounded around my classroom. And I, I walked into the room and the, the date on the board said March 17th. And it kind it's, you know, I, it looks exactly the same as when I left it, when I had 15 minutes to grab whatever I thought I would need for an unspecified amount of e-learning and it looked like a time capsule I mean nothing changed it looked exactly like we left it on Monday as if the kids just left on a Friday and the amount of finality I felt yesterday was just like super overwhelming the year is ending and it sucks honestly you know I can't speak for every teacher but I know you know, for me, this time of the year, I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to have a break. 
They're usually driving me nuts. Everybody wants to be outside. We don't want to be stuck in a building all day. I would be ready to go. And I wouldn't even, I, I would be thrilled. I'd be, on, be beyond ready for, as, for long, as long as it needed to be. Just because it would give me that ability to have that closure. I was expecting that through this process, I would have an excess of free time. I never feel like I have enough time during the school year, ever. I was expecting my house to be spotless, um, that I would be on top of everything. Granted, you know, that's an over, um, and me being um, overly optimistic about, you know, my abilities slightly, because I am never organized. But I, you know, as it turns out, I was just, it's still just as bad. I'm still just as bad at time management skills as I was during school. Um, So that's, you know, great. Um, The house still gets messy. I'm still lazy. I still don't want to deal with the stuff going on. Um, I still get distracted and forget to return phone calls or make phone calls or order my meds just like any normal day and it's just a continuous you know circle (laughs) but I feel like if you know with all of that going on um trying to make some type of routine even with this in this time in something that's going to work, it that's been important. Just try and keep some level of normalcy because nothing feels normal um, right now for me. My whole life feels upended um, because my life is my job. I mean, and, and not in a bad way where, you know, someone's like, well, you need a hobby or something. I genuinely love what I do every day. And it's a huge part of my identity. You know, if somebody asks me, you know, what are some words to describe you? One of my first things I'm always going to say is that I'm a teacher and I love being a teacher. And so being separate from the kids, but also the physical space, not having the physical space reminder to be like, oh, I need to call that parent or I need to fill this paper out. Um, also has a huge effect on my productivity as a teacher, um, which I would never have expected. You know, I, I figured, oh, I'll be more comfortable. I'll be in my own house. Like, I'll still keep the schedule. But, you know, the lack of physical space reminders um, has had a much larger impact than I really thought it would. And that was, that's kind of an interesting perspective that I didn't know. Um, you know, that the built the physical space had as much of an impact as it really does. So, you know, like, um, compared to like yesterday, like, how do you feel? Cause then like we were talking and, you know, you were just having a, like that rough day and, you know, like, like, I guess checking in on you now compared to yesterday, like, how do you feel? I don't feel like yesterday. It felt like I was like closed in by walls. Whereas today it it feels more like a normal day where I'm just stressed. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like a normal COVID day as opposed to yesterday was a really bad COVID day. So, you know, today I had 
my stuff that had to get done. You know, I got on, I got on a zoom call and I went to PT and, um, came home and was supposed to clean the house and that didn't happen. Um, I put the sofa bed away. So like I made progress on something today. So while I was totally exhausted yesterday and had a major accomplishment, um, that I was able to see like, Oh yeah, you did a thing. Like you got that done. You packed up a whole room in four hours today. They were much smaller goals. Um, but I was still able to, to feel productive in the same sense without all of the anxiety that was attached to yesterday's um, feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So given the pandemic, it has definitely affected me on an entirely different level just because we're coming from like a different side of it. Cause I am not an educator, but I still, you know, and doing research in academia. So the transition to, to online classes, it really wasn't like a huge deal because it's not like I haven't taken an online class before. Um, but it definitely impacted me a lot more when they cut off all our access to all of my research labs and office spaces. So I just feel like a lot of it is like cut my productivity and motivation. And so it was stressful to like think about like, oh, like I could be doing this, I could be doing that. But then I'm like, well, you know, like I can sleep in now and I can do this and I can do that. Um, but now that the semester is over, I can finally like breathe a little bit and like take a step back and regroup and like just focus on the research and stuff that I absolutely need to get done and like be able to like make checklists. Although like this last weekend, like I had my virtual drill weekend because I'm in the Navy Reserves and it was a little bit interesting because like I got piled on a bunch of extra work that I was not expecting so my motivation this week has just been like zero because like I still need to do stuff but I just don't want to do anything Um, okay as for the social distancing aspect of it um, I kind of cheated the system I went to Florida for my spring break uh, with my really good friend Brian from college Um, we went to his parents house in Marco Island Um, but we didn't really like go out and do stuff because like that was like right when things were starting to shut down so like I think we went to the beach one day but at that point we kind of just stayed in and you know like went do they have a pool in the house you know and we kind of just did stuff like like you know near the house or like stuff that wasn't big contact or went and rode bikes around the island no big deal Um, but then I flew home to Illinois because my sister was getting married Um, so don't come for me people it was literally just immediate family members only and so I was like, I'm not going to miss it if I absolutely can't. I mean, if it, something happened and I couldn't go, she'd understand. But it was like, if I have the opportunity, but you know, I asked my mom who is diabetic. And so to factor that in and be like, if I'm traveling, like, if you don't feel safe, I won't come home, you know, at the same time. And she's like, you know, like at this rate, like if I get it, I get it. So I'm like, okay. So, but I definitely was a little sad because my brother couldn't come to the wedding. Like he couldn't get off because someone had just quit. And it was really hard for me to like be in that situation. Um, just cause, like I'm the middle child anyway. So sometimes it's like the struggle between my siblings. Um, but I really just wanted to be able to like see them and like hang out with them in this difficult time. Cause like I, my brother lives in Arizona and I don't get to see him that much. Um, you know, so it was just kind of a struggle with that. Um, but 
Uh, yeah. But then like once I got back, I flew home after that week. I came back to Texas and my really good friend picked me up from the airport. So her and a roommate had already been exposed to me at this point. So we kind of like pseudo quarantine together. So like we would pretty much only go out to places for like groceries and stuff like together. So that way we'd be able to like spend time with each other. So that was kind of how we like picked up roller skating. We were able to go do stuff together because like we're already basically seeing each other. and We're not doing anything else except going as a group. Um, might as well but then like at the same time like I can be exposed at home because my roommate's a cop so he deals with the general public so realistically like him coming home like and he might not know like I live with him like you can't just uh, ignore him for you know x amount of time so but definitely like as an introvert like the social distancing aspect of like just being like stay home and like do whatever like there have definitely been multiple days where like I just want some goddamn peace and quiet with zero video calls, zero phone calls. Sorry, Megan. <laughs> or like just pe- people just blowing up my phone in general. Like I just need time to like recharge and like read my book in silence. And honestly, there was a day a couple weeks ago, like last month, I was like, Meg, I was like, I can't do it today. I was like, I just need a day to myself to like be myself. My roommate was at work and I was like, I, I physically can't, like I am socially and like mentally exhausted i just need a day to myself and you know like and i texted her i was like you know like i don't mind like texting you because like at that point it's fine but i was like i just physically cannot like be in the moment there and then i said you're so right exactly yeah that's true you did send me a toaster because <laughs> uh tuna salad on toast uh duh <laughs> but yeah so realistically like just there have been days and I'm like I want to physically turn my phone off for days on end so I don't have to like deplete my resources to be able to deal with the general public <laughs> yeah other than that like that's how I've been so so Megan and I decided that we were <laughs> at least going to end this podcast episode on some like happy thoughts and memories of us just like in general so um Obviously, we lived together my last year of my master's program and then Megan's last year of her bachelor's. So I kind of alluded to this earlier, but um, when I was talking about being dined and dashed, but um, in the beginning, when we were talking about um, the summer that I lived with Grace, we lived in an apartment on campus or off campus. And um, I loved cook. Um, and Graceless Food, and so it worked out quite nicely, um, and then often, you know, um, Dylan would come over with Brian, because they lived together, and, you know, I'd make some big, fancy, elaborate something, um, and we would just kind of eat food, and hang out, and talk, um, and then, Usually, you know, Dylan and Brian would go about their merry way elsewhere. Um, <laughs> or if they were staying, we'd like stay and watch a movie or, you know, whatever. Um, but it, we did that, I don't know, usually at least once a week um, and some more than that. But it was just like our time to like be away from school and like be like a group of friends and just exist. It was really nice. Um you know, some of our, like, best pictures were taken at um, dinners at that apartment. And, like, our funniest stories um, were with the four of us. Like, when we had a plan to do Super Bowl dinner 
uh, or Super Bowl party, um, even though Brian was the only one that wanted to watch the football game. That's how Mini Squad came about. Yeah. <laughs> the Mini Squad. Um, one of my really good funny stories when I lived with Megan, I had a, a an ex-boyfriend, but boyfriend at the time. Uh, so we went up to the bars and we were on our way back. And we picked up McDonald's or whatever, some, you know, probably McDonald's because that's the only thing open in Macomb. And so I think Megan texted me at one point and she's like, hey, like, or we were like, she was like having a bad day or whatever. So I was like talking to her or whatever. So, and my boyfriend at the time was, or my neighbor. So I was like, hey, like, just go up, you know, to the apartment or whatever. Like, I'll come up there in a bit. Like, I'm going to, you know, hang out with Megan for a little bit. And so all of a sudden, like, I'm like talking to Megan. And, like, he just burst through our door and was basically like, they forgot my fucking chicken nugget sauce and this and that and this and that. And I finally, like, looked at him and I was just like, you know what? I was like, go upstairs, go to bed. I'll come deal with you later. So finally, like, I was probably with Megan for, like, a good hour or so, whatever. But, like, I'm, like, talking to Megan and I can vaguely hear, like, something, like, clanging around. And he was one of our upstairs neighbors. So I'm like, there is no way it's him. I was like, maybe I'm just hearing things. So I finally go up there, whatever, just to see what he's doing, because he's, of course, drunk as hell. Up there, whatever, there is, like, a chair flipped over, his blinds are broken, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, and he's, you know, just like, well, I called them, and they hung up, and I was like, and you deserved it. I was like, so the whole just chicken nugget sauce story will always be a memorable part for us. So the next one that I wrote down um, is, like, probably one of my favorites and I my first year teaching I taught Macomb um and it was just a really complicated situation and I found out in February um that I wouldn't be going back and so it was it was really difficult um and you know I had lost a lot of confidence in my ability to teach and I was just really like spiraling that day and um Dylan was coming through Macomb on his way to go to drill um when he lived in Iowa and so I'm just like going about my afternoon in my uh, my house in Macomb um and all of a sudden like there's a knock on my door it's like what the heck is it me like uh, I never have people come to my door unless I know they're coming to see me. Um, and so I go to my door and I look and Dylan is outside of my porch. And so obviously I love surprises. I absolutely love surprises. I hate being scared, but I love surprises. So I like, fl- like fling open my door and I'm like screaming. And um, so Dylan like comes in and we like sit down and we're like talking about just like, the crap from the week and you know whatever had been going on and so we're probably sitting there for like a couple minutes just like rehashing like you know the important snippets and so he goes well um I really you know just came by because I knew like you were having a rough day and we're gonna go get Chinese food and so um I got a surprise visit from my best friend and free Chinese food and um that's like one of my absolute favorite, like, um, like friendship memories that I always think of. And it's like surprise Chinese. Um, so that one's near and dear 
to the heart. So we just wanted to kind of like share some positives and some really just fun things from our friendship because this week was kind of out of left field sort of heavy um, topic. I think the like COVID, it just kind of weighs heavy on everybody. Um, But like I said, I think it would be, I thought it would be um, kind of a cathartic process to just talk about, you know, mental health and why it's important to just listen to, you know, your inner thoughts and, and go with it. I think, you know, society, our society is getting better um, about normalizing mental health. Um, granted, we still have a far way to go, but if there's something that we could do to, to share, to speak to somebody else and how they're feeling about this period of, our, of time in our lives, you know, most of the people that um, are, we're sharing with and listening to are also, you know, people in their late 20s. And we go through a lot in your mid to late 20s in becoming an adult and throwing this on as an extra layer of, you know, adult things that we've got to deal with, depending on, you know, what job you have or what you're doing or what you're dealing with it affects everybody in some way, shape or form and the ability to break it down and say, yeah, this sucks. And yeah, it's not easy. And, you know, yeah, I want it to be over every day of my life, but the fact that, you know, we need to keep doing what we need to do in order to, you know, keep people safe and get done what we need to get done so that I can go back to school in the fall, you know, we need to do it. And so, I, you know, it's really just a hope to, you know, for maybe someone to say, oh, I relate to, you know, what they said, or um, that's kind of how I feel too. You know, I, most of my teachers are feeling the same way. And, you know, just check on your teacher friends because, we're used to chaos and we're used to coordinating chaos, but this is more chaos than I think any teacher has ever had to deal with in our lives. And it's, it's not going well um, for some of us, you know, and especially me being, you know, so empathetic minded. Um, I internalize a lot of it and I'm not about to, you know, shout to everybody who I talk to that, you know, COVID sucks, but it does. And so thanks for, you know, sticking in on a rough topic and a not exciting topic, but a necessary topic to talk about um, and probably something that we will never have to deal with again, hopefully, but an unprecedented event in our lives that we can now add to the other unprecedented things that the millennials have dealt with in their life. So go us for dealing with hard things, but yeah. So we uh, we hope you got something out of this or are able to relate in some way. And next week, you know, we'll be back with something more lighthearted. We're planning to um, look at the two opposing viewpoints on a solo trip to Walt Disney World. Um, both of us are big Disney fans. And so that'll be an interesting thing to look at. And then um, coming up the week after is 
would have been Tony Week. And so we're going to come up with some creative way to celebrate the heart, heart of the smart, look at the Tonys. Um, so we've got some fun stuff coming up the way. And we hope that, you know, you continue to share this interesting journey with us as we continue to hi friends thanks for sticking around stay awkward okay, thanks, bye. Bye.